Welcome to One of Eighteen, not just a number. Enjoy our first episode. I just love my husband, Jack. So, yeah, I'm one of 18, but not just a number. My parents had 18 children. I have 10 brothers and seven sisters, Margaret, John, Paul, James, Brian, Kathleen, Edward, William, Anne, Patricia, Claire, Christopher, Kevin, Mary, Joseph, Teresa, Patrick, and Bridget. One of my earliest memories is that of learning my siblings' names in order and learning to say it as quickly as possible. We said it so quickly that it sounded as wild as supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. We said it as though it was one word. Margaret, John, Paul, Jim, Brian, Kathy, Eddie, Billy, Ann, Patricia, Claire, Christopher, Kevin, Mary, Joseph, Teresa, Patrick, Bridget. <laughs> Even to this day, if I get nervous, I repeat that like a mantra. Margaret, John, Paul, Jim, Brian, Kathy, Ed, Bill. Each name a heartbeat. Eighteen of them. Obviously, in the family tree, our parents were the trunk, but the 18 branches were irrevocably entwined. FYI, I am Mary, number 14. My twin brother is Joseph, number 15. We were born a week before Christmas, hence our names. Yeah, I know. To say we were an Irish Catholic family is an understatement. Seriously. So before we hear from my siblings... Let's start at the beginning. How did it all begin? Well, our parents' journey went from the banks of the Atlantic Ocean in Ireland to the banks of Lake Ontario in Oswego, New York, landing on the banks of the Detroit River in Michigan, from the edge of the weather to the edge of the weather. Now, my mother, Mary Margaret O'Brien's ancestors, hailed from County Clare, Ireland. My father, John Foster Callahan, his ancestors hailed from County Cork, Ireland, both ancestors from the Lower West Coast. Now, the West Coast of Ireland captures some of the most dramatic aspects of the Irish landscape, a dramatic, fierce landscape with fierce weather. I cannot help but believe the terrain their ancestors endured prepared them for the terrain their lives traveled. My parents' respective families landed in Oswego, New York. I remember my grandfather teaching us to say, us, we go, Oswego. Oswego is located on Lake Ontario in north central New York. Lake Ontario is the last in the Great Lakes chain. And Lake Ontario is the only great lake not to border the state of Michigan. So, our parents left their home state with one great lake, ending up in a state with five great lakes. Hmm, something's in the water. Now, the Oswego River flows through the middle of town and out into the lake. Two bridges spanned the river, and about half of the population lived on the west side and the other half on the east side. Our mother, Mary Margaret O'Brien came from a family of lumber barons. Her father, Paul Edward O'Brien, also known as Big Paul, was born in Oswego and had two brothers and four sisters. Big Paul's father, my great-grandfather Dennis, was a gentleman farmer. His mother was a dean. 
German. <laughs> I remember my mother would say that it was that bit of German in her that got her through her trials and tribulations. My mother's mother, Margaret Mary Conway O'Brien, was born in New York City. But when Nana O'Brien's mother and brother died when she was only two years old and her father's health was failing, he asked his aunt, Mrs. Matthews in Oswego, to care for her. And she did. Nana O'Brien would always say, God always takes care of the orphan. My Nana was a gifted pianist, an extraordinary musician, and painfully shy. I remember my mother saying that her mother was the most intelligent and interesting person that she had ever met. Nana fell in love with our grandfather, Paul O'Brien, from the Neil O'Brien Lumber Company. Now, Big Paul was a gregarious, jaunty guy who would announce at breakfast, this is going to be a peach of a day. So charismatic, jolly, outgoing, and Nana, so shy. True opposites. And, as they say, opposites attract. As a wedding gift, my grandfather bought Nana a gorgeous Victorian home at 162 West 3rd Street. He was only 24 years old. He died in the same home on his 92nd birthday. Now, my mother was born on August 19, 1918, in an upstairs bedroom. She always said she was a miracle baby because her mother believed that she was unable to conceive as she had what they called an infantile womb. How <laughs> ironic that mother's was anything but infantile. Yes, my mother was born a privileged, cherished, coddled only child who bore 18 children. Now, on my father's side, my father was from a family of seafarers, educators, and plumbers. My grandmother, Margaret Hogan, was a school teacher, and boy, she was paid a pittance by the parish priest. And when she became engaged to my grandfather, he was furious and had a purple fit because he knew he was no longer going to have the bargain of the century. Now, my grandfather, Edward Callahan, widely known as Fishy, no, not because he loved to drink, although he really did, <laughs> but because he worked at the fish market as a young boy. Oswiggle was famous for their nicknames. Everybody had a nickname. Now, Fishy was charismatic, quick-witted, and a hard worker. He was such a hard worker that he ended up owning his own plumbing company with a friend of his. Everybody knew Fishy. Everybody knew him in all the bars. He was uh, the life of the party. Now, our father was born on October 5th, 1916 in Pius Hollow. So eager to come into the world, he arrived before the doctor did. My father, also known as Jack, was the third of seven children. And Nana and Fishy were so proud that two of their sons joined the priesthood. That would be my Uncle Jim, we called him UJ, he was a diocesan priest, and Uncle Chuddy, who was a Franciscan priest. My father also had one sister, Margaret, and two other brothers, Teddy, who was actually Uncle Chuddy's twin brother, and Bobby, who was the youngest. Now, the Edward Fishy Callahan family lived at 77 East 8th Street 
on the east side. And the street was amazing. It rose up a hill to the next corner, and the small frame house was the second house from Bridge Street. So the front porch was the perfect place to view people coming and going. And Nan and Fishy loved to people watch from their porch, making uh, pithy, insightful remarks to each other, all the while enjoying some adult beverages, lots of adult beverages. My parents shared an indoctrination into the Roman Catholic faith that was equally fierce and complete. That was the good old days when there were daily masses in Latin, plethora of nuns and priests, and practically a church on every corner. Now, my parents' worlds converged when they were cast as the romantic leads in Gilbert and Sullivan's operetta HMS Pinafore. This was the high school musical. My mother performed the soprano role of Josephine, the captain's daughter. My father performed the tenor role of Ralph Rackstraw. One, one of Josephine's big arias was, Sorry her lot who loves too well. How ironic. When Mother was interviewed by a reporter after number 18, uh, they called my sister the 18th, the last hurrah. A reporter asked my mom and said, Mrs. Callahan, you must really love children. Without a beat, <laughs> pun intended, she responded, no, I just love my husband, Jack. How ironic, prophetic, fortuitous, as the two of them fell madly in love on stage and off. My mother was 16 years old. My father was 18 years old. Our parents' post-pinafore connection flourished, and Dad encouraged my mother's playing the piano. She was honestly a very fine pianist herself, but he specifically encouraged her playing church hymns. Dad started teaching Mother organ at St. Peter's. When my father got a scholarship to Syracuse University, that would have been my mother's senior year in high school. So in 1936, she subbed for my father's 6.30 a.m. weekday masses. Now that was the beginning of a lifelong devotion to my father and to the church. Now, my father would return on weekends, and he'd have to travel by bus from Syracuse to Oswego to play the masses and conduct the choir. They both went to Syracuse University on scholarship. My mother for voice, our father for organ. So, how did our parents become the parents of 18 kids. Was it the fierce, rugged terrain, the fierce, rugged genetic pool, or the fierce, rugged Catholicism, or the fierce, rugged love for music and each other? Hmm. Well, I suspect all of that and more. The overriding factor, though, was their rugged and fierce passion for each other. And as wild and out there as my mother was, and she was, our father was as quiet and reserved. 
I remember mother would say, boy, your father looks so innocent. And then she'd say, you know, I never could resist your father. Again, as with my mother's parents, opposites attract, and did they ever. I suspect as an overindulged, not allowed to lift a finger only child, mother was relieved to have dad's seemingly detached approach. In Mother's autobiography, she exclaimed that, that when they were attending Syracuse University, their physical relationship was getting quite dangerous. <laughs> I remember Mother saying, I thought your father would never marry me. Well, they were married Easter Sunday, March 27, 1937, at St. Vincent's Church in Syracuse. And they were married by my Uncle Jim, Monsignor James Callahan, in a private holy mass of matrimony. Big Paul, my mother's father, was the best man, and Aunt Margaret, my father's only sister, was the maid of honor. So, so many factors how these two beautiful Irish Catholic young people ended up having 18 children. So many factors, but you know, I think the two primary factors were their absolute and complete fierce devotion to the Roman Catholic Church and all of her doctrines and their complete and fierce devotion to each other. I remember our father would read the breviary. Now, the breviary is a book of prayers and hymns that priests read. Well, my father read it morning, noon, and night. Wow. Our father, such a fervent man of absolute faith, and our mother, a woman full of absolute love. Feast days, the holy sacraments, daily mass, the high holy days, the church choir. We were fiercely Irish Catholic to the bone, to the soul, as though we wore cassocks that were only visible to each other. Please listen to our father accompany our mother singing some gorgeous German leader. Enjoy.
Our next episode, Ubi Caritas, features more insight to Jack and Mary, and you will hear from my siblings. <laughs>